0: Hello everyone, welcome back to opening a new tab. Today I'm joined with Jose, Evelyn, and Stella. I am Kyle. I forgot to announce myself. Uh, today we're going to be going over philosophy. Ooh. I've been talking about that one a lot for like the last three. Th- yeah, the last three podcasts we've been saying let's do philosophy, and today's the day we're going to do that one. Ooh. Ooh. Hip hip. Hooray. Nope, none of that. So <laughs> the way we're going to be doing this is we are pulling up do we have them all up or are we pulling them up yeah, currently? Up, okay. 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 We have a couple, we're gonna grab a couple more questions about um I guess not philosophical, yeah, it is philosophical. Some of the deeper questions in life, I guess that's a good way to characterize it. So I guess we'll just go off of there. Everybody's gonna put in some input, hopefully. Instead of just, we, we you know, yes, we had some yes. we had a little bit of stuff after before this, but let's see how we're this on. goes now. Here yeah, we're going. On. I'm fine with this. What's the first question?
1: It's like, where do you think you go? Like, where does your conscien- consciousness go after you die?
0: <laughs> That's a thinker. look
2: at me.
0: You're making faces.
2: giggling. So, so Mr. Quinn, what do you think? You make
0: faces when we say stupid stuff. Simon. I
2: know, but don't look at me. Oh. I say something stupid? I've,
3: no. I personally, like, never really thought about it. I just, like, oh, you die, it just kind of stays there. But... If we, like, look into it a
0: bit more, like, how people... You peop- kind of can't, though. <laughs> That's the problem. The whole thing is yeah. theorizing.
4: It's theorizing, but also, I mean, a lot of, like, where this stems from is, um, like, based on a lot of, like, religious beliefs and values. So, like, not just, like, Christianity, Catholicism, but, like, um, like Buddhism and rebirth and things like that, I think is a big stem of it, too. Um, as somebody who... Was raised in two completely different households. Um, I was fed both the idea that you go to heaven after you after you die, but also just told by you know my other side that once you're gone, you're gone. But you know, growing up, we have more of the chance to really think about it ourselves. Um, we get our own ideas from what we learn. So.
1: Well, like, you've seen, like, those videos of people who have, like, actually died for, like, a few minutes and then came back, and every single one has had a different experience. There's... I, I knew someone who died for, like, two minutes. Like, her heart stopped. They've come back, and they've all experienced something different. Like, one person, like, experienced, like, it was warm, and there was, like, shadow people, and then I saw another one where, like, the, the kid thought that he went to hell because there was, like, fire. I think, like... There's like the possibility that like it's just nothing and your consciousness tries to convince you that something's there. Because like that goes to the idea of does your consciousness stay alive after your body dies?
0: Yeah, I have one. Obviously, I haven't died, but I also know someone <laughs> that has died and then come back as well. And his experience was that he apparently went to heaven. So that's... That really does tie into the idea of where do you go after death. And I, I think I agree with you on the idea that you kind of make up something after you come back, almost to rationalize it. But I don't know, it's weird. Because if these, because if these people are saying that these things happen while they're dead, it's not exactly like you can just say that that didn't happen because it didn't happen to you. But then the different stories also contrast it, so I'm a little, I'm perplexed, for lack of a better word, to be honest with you. Um,
1: That's a good word. Yeah. yeah. No better word.
3: God, why? Stop squeaking. <laughs> Do you think, like, in a way that our consciousness, like, whatever our beliefs are, kind of process, like, death, as in whatever way that we believe?
1: Like oh like we if we make think something.
0: Yeah, we life? make our own thing. I've heard That'd of stuff be like really that. That would be very nice. I don't hmm. Well,
4: I remember reading on like studies that like your brain that there have been cases where brain activity remains even after the physical body like is dead. So I wonder if there's like an internal processing that goes on like in your like obviously like in your conscious um like even after your physical body is gone so do you think that we have like a soul
1: that's like connected to our consciousness I feel like yes I feel like there's a lot of things we don't
4: know and that we can't
0: prove I'm bordering both some ideas because I do think that we have a soul but then there's other ideas where for instance there's a railroad worker that, you know he got a like a giant piece of rebar shot through the top of his head, and he survived it.
1: Oh, the dude who he got like his frontal lobe. Yeah, frontal it hit some
0: part of his brain, yeah. and Ouch. afterwards he turned into. There he turned from like a gentle, kind person that was you know just your normal, normal Joe into an angry, drunk, that hated everybody and lamented just his existence at that point. Which ties into the soul, where I think because. So does what? the
1: physical brain affect the soul? Because he had parts of his brain, like...
0: That's what I'm saying, though, because I don't know. I think if you go on the idea of soul, it there's a lot of stuff that has to be defined before you get into a lot of it. So, like, if we say soul, is that, like, an extra part of your body or is yeah. it the culmination of your brain?
1: That's, like, what... I'm thinking that's, like, what separates humans from, like animals. That's what I was... It's like your consciousness yeah. and your soul.
4: Cuz like I feel like your I feel like the, the I feel like your soul and your brain are two separate things. Um and that's seen in a lot of different beliefs, but I feel like especially with what Evelyn just said.
0: But then the guy getting rebar shot through his head almost like contrast that because his person changed
4: wasn't that part of like the fact that though his like brain was severely damaged (laughs) and all of that and so like his actual lobe like because there's i mean obviously like certain parts of your brain control certain things so
0: he got hit in the memory one if i remember right Yeah, the hippocampus yeah he got like it was almost just straight through the top like from mouth
1: amygdala i think which is what controls anger in like
4: basha, right.
0: so I know, but th- that's what I'm saying though. Because I have, er, n- not me, but I'll rephrase this. We have an example of a person that has n- very little temper. If we messed with the amygdala, does that could that increase their temper? Their temper at that point, because that's like an inherent trait of a person. If I was trying to describe Jose, and I'm like, your person is that you're like a naturally. Um, not naturally funny, but let's say you don't silly. believe in... What? Silly. Silly, yeah, whatever. Silly, You're a naturally silly person, and you don't, you know, believe in certain things, I guess. Like, I believe, because that's all instilled on you. I kind of need help thinking of an inherent trait that comes out of you. He's re- Good. You know what? We'll go with that. Like, oh, okay. from you know, there's that one study where they had babies... And they had two sets of them, and generally they would pick, you know, non-harmful decisions towards the stuffed animal that they were given, that whole study.
1: And then they had the parents do it, and they married the parents.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So I think if you're going off of the, like, your person has been designated to not do evil things. Obviously, there's some people that have, like psychopaths, for example, there's certain problems with their brain that turned them into that type of person assuming that they got rid of those parts they are a completely different person afterwards which is part of their soul like with those mental disorders if we assume that the soul is something that's like outside of the body why does parts of the brain affect it so heavily then I see. (laughs) (laughs) I think. Yes? Yeah. Oh, I think I do that one too. It's just, there's been shown a lot of outside factors that very drastically change what a person would be. Specifically, like if I was talking about with psychopathic tendencies, it's almost hard to imagine a person that's without those because it's like their core person. So I think if we're going off of the idea of soul is outside the body, that one almost kind of debunks it. Not debunk. Yeah, I guess debunk. Because I don't really have a different word for it. There's probably a better one, but I can't think of it right now. So then counter? Counters it? Yeah, I guess. That works. So then does that mean that the soul is tied strictly to your brain?
1: I don't know. That's a good question.
4: Well, if it even if it may not be true, I like the idea that your soul is like connected to nature. So like yes. I don't like to think that your soul is strictly tied to your body. I feel like it really is like um like I can't even I don't know, it's not extraterrestrial, but it's like it's like a like a part of you that isn't connected to a physical body. It's something that's able to connect Um, with, like, your surroundings on a deeper level. Even if it's not something that's, like, proven true, I feel like it's still a fascinating thing to think about. I feel like your soul is what connects you. Um, Like, people who are more in touch with themselves, I feel like they're more um, soulful or spiritual. and I feel like that's what connects them more to, like, nature or things that they love. So I don't think soul is bound to your body.
0: I'd like to
3: think what what's up. I, I do find that what Stella is saying, like, I, I see it could be true. Like I'm not saying it's false or anything. Like, like you see, generally, like happier people, they feel more motivated to do something. They, you could say they're more soulful, and they're like. You can tell they're just like connected with more people that you're like, the more, I don't, I don't know what's the word. I I feel
4: like like emotionally just in touch in general.
3: Yeah.
0: But, okay. Here's the thing though, because I don't think soulful always is in tandem with like being happy or anything like that. You can have a bitter person that just thinks that the reason they are bitter like that is because it was, they were made to be that way.
4: Well, I don't mean like, I don't think being soulful means you have to be happy. I feel like soulful just means you feel like you're more, like I said, like in touch with your inner self, if that makes sense. Soulful by no means has to be.
0: No, I get that. But the concept of soulful then is completely on the basis of whoever's calling themselves soulful or the person that's calling another person soulful. Because, like, if you're like a bitter old grandfather and the reason that you think that you're bitter is because of the fact that you just like have grown up that whole way, that your whole life has been you being a bitter person, that is who you are, then technically they're still soulful versus someone that is on the other spectrum that says, well, I'm real happy that I have my soul and I know who I am, so I'm going to, you know, enjoy my life as much as I can. There's, they're both soulful. But it's just, and that's what I'm, that's why I'm kind of torn. Because if you say you're soulful, it, it is cognition that drives you to say those things and think that, which ties back to the brain. It's, if it wasn't a perspective base, then I think it would have... It would tie stronger to the idea of an outside soul than an inside one. You know? Yeah. I got one of my deep stares again where I'm just staring into a wall. I don't know. That's just me, though.
3: Yeah, right. I'm just like trying to think of something that I could.
0: No, I get that, and that's fine. I mean, this isn't one of them things where it's like rapid fire. If we're going into deep topics, it's it's going to be like this.
1: I liked Stella's idea of being tied to nature because I really like nature. Because like, we got like a cabin up north, and it's pretty secluded, and there's just like we have like acres of forest. And one day I, like, was laying down in the snow and I just sat there and let the snow cover me. And it was, like, such this out-of-body experience, like, feeling of, like, belonging with my surroundings, you know? I feel like there's something to be said there about human consciousness and being in nature.
4: (laughs) I 100% agree with that.
0: Yeah, no, I I think that as well, but I don't think that's... an out-of-body-soul type of thing. I think it almost... It could have been one of those inherent things that is put into all humans, almost like fear, where it's like, even the people that cannot process normal fears, they can still process the fear of, like, drowning. Having not enough oxygen in your blood causes them to start, you know, getting fearful. And I think tying yourself to nature might be one of those things. Because if you look at it in that way, we are also just animals that have kind of grown tying yourself to nature. I think is a completely natural and normal thing. So it's almost,
4: well, I wouldn't even just limit it to nature. I think being one with your like surroundings is more than just nature itself. I think it's allowing yourself, allowing Mm -hmm. like your, your non-physical self to bind with things around you so or not necessarily bind but um allowing yourself to like feel different presences like not just nature but um within like I don't even know how to I wouldn't just limit it to nature though I guess is what I'm trying to say We have more questions. We don't have to just stick to this question.
0: I know, but there's just a lot of stuff in it that we can unpack if we so choose to. And I don't think we ever really answered the first one, to be honest. We just kind of... Oh, what happens to you? We, well. had, we had to define a lot of stuff. That's the problem. That's why we just went into all yeah. of this.
3: What What was the original question?
0: The original question is: what happens to your consciousness after death?
4: Well, do we ha- should we limit it to what we think happens, or can we talk about like what we th- would like to think happens? Or should we just stick to what we think?
0: I think that's pretty hand in hand with each other. You can do it. We'll either one, I guess. I get what you're saying though. Cause there's a, there's a distance between what you actually think and what you would like. So
4: I really like the idea of natural rebirth. Like not I'm, I'm, like there's obviously a lot of people who believe that when you pass away, you are reincarnated as something else. Um, so I think reincarnation is really fascinating. But I like the idea of just your consciousness just going into nature. That's just me, though.
0: No, I like the idea of rebirth, too, because then it, it ties, like, almost everything together. But I, I also think that you just kind of go back into nature on your own after death.
1: Well it's the question of like where were we before we were born.
0: That's also like, true.
1: If consciousness can be created, then it can also be destroyed. But if it's just always there, then your consciousness is still gonna be there after you die. So it just becomes something else.
0: Yeah.
4: I like the idea of like the erasure of the physical body. And then like your your non physical body goes elsewhere.
3: I also like that idea, like, when you think of, like, reincarnation, like, kind of think of, I don't know, like, maybe, like, a Disney character or something, like, I'm thinking of <laughs> Moana right now, Just <laughs> that's what comes out of my mind when you oh, say like that. Oh, like, because, like, the grandma becomes, yeah. like, the, yeah. The big old stingray, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But you also mentioned that, like, do you, th- is what you hope happens and what you think happens different, Stella?
4: Well, I don't I mean, like I feel like what I think happens is really growing because I'm still like obviously exploring my own spirituality. Um, but I think that I think that there's more beyond just physical death. That's that's just me. Like I, I personally believe that there is something after our the death of our physical bodies. I do think that there's something more that happens or I I guess I'd like to believe that something more happens, so.
1: I hope it's nothing. (laughs) The idea of being conscious for eternity is so scary. I hope it's just, like, I'm done, like, that's it.
4: Well, but, like, I feel...
1: You both feel... (laughs) You go.
0: Okay. I think we all feel. I feel like...
3: Oh. Oh. The way that your consciousness would travel would be, like, it's your basic personality... Personality, like your emotions, type thing, I don't think you would remember.
4: That's what I was thinking. Because I feel like how you feel now is because of the way you've been brought up. Because, like, again, on the idea that your consciousness existed before your body, if you don't remember, like, if that were to be true, you wouldn't remember where you were beforehand. Commercial break. <laughs>
5: <laughs> um. <laughs> Quick breather.
0: I've been doing a lot of that.
4: I love breathing.
0: I think a lot of things like breathing.
4: Oh. oh. New, phil- new philosophical question. Why um, breathe? Yeah, for, <laughs> why do we breathe? For why do we breathe?
0: That is the question.
3: Is breathing bad for you?
4: Yes.
1: It's 100%. Breathing bad for your brain.
0: 100%. Nine out of so ten okay. doctors do not recommend <laughs> this breathing habit.
4: Well, how much I breathe affect how I am in the afterlife? Do you know? How far are we into yeah. it? Um, we, it's we all we didn't five minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, oops.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess we can move on to the next question then.
1: Um. Okay. The next question is: Do you, like, what is true love? Do you think? The idea of a soulmate, basically.
3: Uh, okay, I'll start. We could do this. that,
1: or we <laughs> could talk about free will. The idea that, like, do do we have free will? Like, true free, free will.
4: I feel like by starting off with free will, we could lead into do okay. we have a soulmate. Okay.
1: I don't think we have complete free will a hundred percent because if you would take into account every factor that's influencing your life some decisions are going to be predestined or determined the second they happen I agree you know based on how you're raised and like the circumstances of your life some things you're just not gonna be able to control
4: I agree with that um I think that especially with your upbringing like Evelyn said like um like if you were raised to think a certain way, subcon like you're gonna have you're gonna be stuck with that belief of how you should live or how you should behave, whether you like it or not, because it's always gonna be rooted in you. Um, and well, I I wouldn't say that's, that's exactly not quite what I was. Gonna I, say. <laughs> that's not what I was trying to say. I'm I'm, I'm kind of going off on my own tangent. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> You're really making me angry.
0: <laughs> Taking a munchie break. Okay. Fair enough.
4: We're gonna cut my part out, Get Jose. go into what you that. were gonna say?
3: Well, I was talk. I was gonna talk about the true love one. We're doing mm. the free will one. Maybe. Yeah,
0: he was gonna start off on that one.
4: Yeah,
0: go ahead. <gasps> Do
3: it. No, well, let's continue in the free will one. Like we can explore a lot. No, that's what that. I'm saying. I'm
4: saying. Okay. But, like I interrupted you before you were gonna say something for the free will thing.
0: I agree. All right. You agree? <laughs> I agree with the fact that there are certain things that are blocking it, but I don't think the things are like actual happenings in your life. I think it's like almost your soul, I guess, bringing it back, regardless of how you think you, you know, came to be with that whole idea of babies still having inherently good or inherently bad traits. Cuz let's say that you're raised in almost complete captivity because this does happen sometimes and you have two awful parents that are doing horrible things to you and any siblings you have there will be some children that think that that is now normal and they will believe that that is now normal till the day they die or until they have enough Stockholm proof to change Syndrome. it. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, exactly. But then there are other people that have these scenarios and they, they escape from it because there's something that is different inside of them that wants them to leave their scenario. So I think the only thing that is stopping free will is you, I guess. And not, you know, like how you control it, but just you before you or you, almost. Because otherwise I think you can kind of get out of any situation or anything that's been brought to you otherwise. Obviously, there's going to be things that are harder, but because of the fact that you could have a different soul than someone else, someone might be more steadfast in certain areas. So if they're, if they're being, like, mistreated in some way, there'll if they were inherently a stubborn person, they might just leave their situation, or there will be other people, whether it be from upbringing or just how they were, they will stay in that situation and just keep taking it.
3: I would like to bring up, like, the fact that, okay, if we did have complete free will, would we ever, like, put ourselves in the first place in that situation? No. But, yeah, like, we didn't choose to be in a, like, an abusive re- relationship, in your example.
4: We were misled to believe that it was Attacly. going to be a loving relationship.
0: But that that still spurs from before, though, your person. Like, assuming, let's go off the topic that it was a bad relationship with whoever it may be. If, If we're going, are you guys thinking, like, older? Like, your 20s and you found someone that's abusive, but you didn't think of it until, like, later? That's what I had in my mind. Okay, so then that still is, that might not have even ever happened depending on the person that we're talking about.
4: I are gaslighting this person to believe that
0: nothing is wrong. No, well, maybe whatever they're situation sh- they're in is that's it. But oh. there's oh well, there's but there's different people that can have different situations have the same situation and have different outcomes. At least similar. not free will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that free will is only confined by your person. How so?
2: Well, you now I hate that I'm doing this, but um, free will—you can't, like, as a child, if you're put into a bad situation, like I think you early on mentioned, um, you have no choice bad. in the external things that are affecting you. Right.
0: And I think of free will more is not the external things, but like the things you can control, because. Well, Well, the whole basis of free will is the things that you can change. What?
2: Do you think babies have control of
0: anything? No, obviously not, but...
2: It's cognitive skills. It's like... So consciousness... You don't gain free will until you have consciousness?
5: Damn. Mm. (laughs) Put Mr. Quinn on
1: the mic. Mr. Quinn,
0: pull up.
3: (laughs)
4: Scoot
0: but then i Stop tie that yeah. i think there's outside factors but then i tie that back to the idea of the babies either you know being mean to a, a teddy bear or being kind to a teddy bear because they are given the chance that they have free will and they still have different outcomes
1: i would because s- of the actions happening around them influencing them that's true do you think like i don't know like you have a choice you have a choice between two things and in this reality, you would make choice one because of the things that have happened to you. But if there's a different reality where those things didn't happen to you, you might have made choice B. Because you don't know how the things that happen to you are affecting your own choices that you do every day.
4: That's very true. This
1: is like a subconscious thing that happens every day that causes you to choose different things.
3: When we grow up, we we could be raised very differently. Like We could be taught that, Whatever is generally good is actually bad, and whatever is generally bad is actually good. So I feel like there's that, like, those external factors that contribute to, like, our, like, decisions that we make today.
0: I think we have to fully define free will because... There's a difference between the idea that I'm thinking of where it's your decisions is free will. You have the you have the capability to do what you want versus, like, literally the random chances that could happen during your life, that being free will.
4: Well, I think I understand what Jose is saying, um, and especially, like, the idea that, I mean, if we were, for example, to be raised, like, with no regulations then maybe we would have like true free will because then w- we have an experience what it's like to have a boundary set on us um, or repercussions or judgment for what we do but that's not I mean possible we're always going to be judged we're always going to have repercussions so we're always going to base our actions off of something whether we think it's going to result in a positive outcome or a negative outcome.
0: Come forward.
5: I guess my question is, do you think there's free will within the constructs of certain things that are predestined to happen in your life? You know, do you
2: think... Like,
1: we have a destiny?
2: Yeah, I... No. Or do you think you can have free will within a society that dictates, that seems to dictate what acceptable
4: actions are. That's what I've had sitting in the back of my mind, because I mean I, I hate being like in our current society, but it's true. Like But I, like
2: in our society, what what would you think is an example of free will? Is it simply just acting against like doing the opposite of what somebody tells you to? That's, that's a.
0: That's why request? I said we have I to think define it's just free will
2: without judgment.
1: If we take a it judgment that way. is an extra I think that, like, society's Self-check. standards are always going to influence us. I don't think we have the conscious decision to act against it. Because mm-hmm. if you're actively acting against the will of society, you're still letting it
4: influence you. So that's not free will. It's no. predetermined will.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Hello there. What's up? But that's why I think we have to define as free will.
4: I will look it up right now for you.
0: <laughs> well, t- <laughs> definitions are going to vary.
4: Definitions
1: made.
3: Well, there. Okay, what's the original question? Do we have the complete free will or the just free will? free
1: or fate? will?
4: The, the ability to act at one's own discretion. That's a pretty general...
0: That's thing. what I'm saying. Well,
4: that's what I'm saying.
0: And that's what... I think that's more closely tied to what I'm thinking of, and it's the idea that, you know, it's decisions, it's not outside factors. It's what you do while those out fi- outside factors are affecting you. Because I think there's a difference between free will and random chaos that is happening in the universe at that time. Free will, I think, is almost strictly decisions, while the things that are happening around you isn't... That's not... Your will to do something is confined to you, so outside factors that are limiting that is not free will.
4: Well, it's kind of what I was trying to touch on earlier is I, like I said, like in a, in a situation where you were raised without repercussions, like obviously you're not going to judge your decisions off of anything. It's just going to be like what you personally feel. But like Mr. Quinn said, in a society where we're like expected to like act on certain norms that will affect our decision process. I feel like free will is impacted by our surroundings.
0: I think it's a standalone thing. Hello there.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think... Okay, you you said that free will is strictly what our decisions, right?
0: Yeah, it's confined to your decisions.
3: No matter what, there's always going to be those external factors that... Affect those decisions
0: that we make. That's what I'm saying, though. The free will is not the external. The external factors is like random chaos versus your decisions, confronting those. Okay. Like. Eh. I
1: agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like any, any goal that you have currently, I would count as your will. And the whole idea of free will is that you have, you know, the um, capability to act on whatever you want at that time. So if you have a goal and you are willing yourself to do something, that is free will. Regardless of what is outside, which I count as chaos inside the universe, your decisions will still affect how that comes out, which is why I say strictly free will is confined to you. I... Whatever. You have convinced me, Kyle. Yeah? Mm. I agree. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I am convinced.
1: I'm on the border.
0: Yeah? What's what's swaying you? Because it know. could sway me, too. I don't know. Oh. Mr. Quinn, would you, you started having a laughing fit halfway through <laughs> that.
2: No, I just, like... I I think you guys are trying to... I don't know. Um... No, speak your mind. Well, obviously, well, we so you're laughing at something. This song. is just a, a different approach to, like, a philosophical discussion than I was expecting. I was expecting more, like, okay, there's an idea of, like, what is We free tried. Will. We, yeah, we tried, we that, tried, and tried and that, and it that was dumpy. Define what you believe to be free will, and then...
0: That is what some, we're doing now. It's just we got rid of the middleman of philosophers because it made it a little bit no, more I, difficult.
2: I, like, philosophy, are. the way I see yeah. it, is... Expanding the way you view the world by hearing how other people view the same thing as you. So, like, picking one topic, like, what is free will, and just, yeah, like, Kyle, how, so how would you define free will?
0: My definition is any decision that you make given circumstances that have been brought to you.
1: I agree with that. My what? <laughs> okay. Say it again.
0: <laughs> For instance, I have this water bottle in front of me, yes? Yes. Yeah. I have the free will to either toss this at your head like a fastball, or I can let it stay there. That is what I'm defining as free will. Because this could have not been there, but that does not change the free will that I have to make either the throw, or I can set it down. So do it. Do it? Throw it. I don't that want sucks. to. That's, That's why it's That's free, will. Acting free, That's
2: free will. free will.
0: How is it not? No, I'm saying... Oh, that? Oh, okay, yeah.
2: You want to do <laughs> free will. but So... How, how do you define free will in an instance where we'll say you have multiple different options. Yeah. And it's free will is simply your ability to choose different options, to, to think enough that there's multiple options to what you're doing. And so you just set that down. Why, why did you choose to do that?
0: And that's why I said at the start that I think free will is only confined by your soul. The reason I don't want to do that is because I... It,
2: is, is free will just having those two options? You throw it at me or you set it down?
0: Well, obviously not. I could move it over.
2: Or you could drink it. Or
0: I could drink it. But that's that's free will. It's just, like, do I want to, though?
2: So is free will just thought? I, just having conscious thought?
0: F- I think free will is action.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's still internal. Like nice. But action can literally—you could like dropping a pen. Emily dropping her phone earlier was an action. That, she didn't that mean took, to do it that. That took Yeah.
0: Thought. But
4: that wasn't her so freeway, that was just her thought. being cluts.
0: <laughs> but that's an outside effect uh, factor because she dropped it. That was not that was not supposed to happen. And that beforehand, if we look at it before, she could have either not picked up the phone or she could have. Picked up the phone. She picked up the phone using free will, which caused an outside reaction where she dropped it. That was not intentional.
5: I feel like you're mining down to something so small that it's hard to. It's so small that it's hard to conceptualize.
0: Sorry. It's only. I think it's only small if you like try to make it small.
4: You're making it small.
0: Yeah. If you look at it as a broad thing, then it's. I'm so. With anything, if you have a giant topic, to explain that topic, you want to break it down into its smaller elements so that it makes more sense to, you know, ingest at different... um, What's up? I like keeping things broad. Yeah. I think broad is just... Like I was saying before that, you break things down so that it makes a little bit more sense at a given moment, and then after that given moment, you can start to expand it more. So that's why I... That's why I brought it down to that idea of, well, before this action, something could have happened. Because you had that action, something else happened. Now you have the action to do something again. Wait, there's a straggler. No, forget the weather, they don't then give snowy, us free will. Pretty, uh,
4: pretty snowy. <laughs> well, according to your logic, yeah I could either choose not to drive in the snow because I feel like it's going to endanger my way to school, or I could say you only live once and drive in dangerous road conditions to school.
0: Yeah, but then you look at but it, then
4: I think of all the outcomes. And Okay. Because I feel like it. Yes. I have to live with that. I have to live with, like, the outcome of it.
2: So you have free will, but. Yes. But at the heart of why are are you going to go drive your car? What? Why are you going to go drive, where are you going? School. Why?
4: Because I feel like I have to. Why do you feel like you have to? Because that's what society
2: expects of me. To go to school? Yeah. Not just to learn? So yeah. you can go to school and not learn. Yeah. I guess is learning is learning a fundamental societal idea, or is going
0: to school? I think it's going to school. Don't mind me jumping this in on this one.
3: No, that's what <laughs> <I want>. Nobody <laughs> cares if you're learning. Mr. Quinn, you should leave
4: yeah. this discussion.
0: No, I don't want to. No, Mr. keep Quinn, it. We'll take the seats. Get it. Don't Here we have uh, Ryan there. Quinn joining us?
4: Hey, he's Mr. Quinn on the phone. Yeah. I I not. Okay. No. So. <laughs>
0: That's a societal one. I don't think people actually care about you learning. I mean, look in any classroom, there's going to be the goblins that are sitting in the back.
4: If it's a government requirement for you to go to school, it's not because they care about you learning. It's because they care about you going to a certain place.
2: So how can you, is there a way that you can think of that would, is there a way to have free will under a government that dictates what you do? Dimash. See, this capitalism. is this is capitalism. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> capitalism though. has nothing to do. So, <laughs> capitalism is is. Uh, how do you define capitalism?
0: I think I think it's capitalism. I,
4: I, think, <laughs> I think it's a it's a very broad topic.
2: No, it's just an it's, idea rather no, than. I, a, I know <laughs> <laughs> capitalism, thing. like the like, idea of. That's, that's. Oh, go ahead. Isn't it just like
3: businesses and money. Isn't that no, capitalism
4: is more than just, like, an economy. Capitalism From what I understood,
0: it was the idea that you have the capability to make your own uh, corporation or business, and you have the ability to make that better, you have the ability to break that down, and you have the, you know.
4: But it's not just the business perspective of it either. It's the direct, like, effects capitalism has on the society around you. Because capitalism, like, kind of just predetermines everything.
0: Well, sure, but we're just trying to say what capitalism is,
4: right? But you can't just define it by like a simple. I feel like you can't just define it by a little definition.
0: I mean, sure, you can.
2: I think, I think, <laughs> it's like communism. Um, you, communism in theory, like I but don't. You know... You can't
4: th- just say it's like sharing everything and everybody is is. You by could. The same word. Well, if you, you read, definitely could. if
2: you read like Karl Marx's right. theory of communism, like there is a exact just. Di- Definition of it, but how it's been done in practice is a bastardization of that.
4: Right.
2: In the same way that capitalism is that, but how can you, as an individual, alter the way capitalism exists? Take down the government.
0: You don't partake in it. <laughs> no, Isn't take it? Take down the government. The government,
2: the government. <laughs> has very little to do with capitalism. In fact, they they actively avoid trying to deal with capitalism. So if you take down the government, essentially you are giving capital That's just restarting society. society. You're you're essentially giving um corporations control because Corporations and our society.
4: Oh no! Keep no. Talking. no, come back here. We're talking about capitalism,
0: <laughs> down with capitalism. My my had an uncle from the Red Army, and he said that. <laughs> okay, so I uh, I think that you can. De- <laughs> Sorry for that. I, I I've been withholding it for a long time now. I think that you can definitely give. Capitalism defi- definition from your front. Also, you should let
4: Evelyn define capitalism because I feel like you you guys would have a very different <laughs> outlook if she were. Sorry for shaking the table.
0: What do you think capitalism is, Evelyn?
4: I don't know. You yes, you do.
1: <laughs> Riveting <laughs> conversation that one. Well, like capitalism is like the free market, and like. But like. I think.
4: What are its byproducts?
1: I think the way the United States is doing it, it's not so much a free market mm-hmm. anymore. I think there are a lot of influences on a lot of things that are driving it in the wrong direction, I think. I think we're going about it the wrong way.
0: Sure, but I still think capitalism has a definite definition. It is a concept. Any concept. That's not what we're how? <laughs> she keeps how saying we, that. We don't
2: need a definite answer. We want to hear how you feel about capitalism. How I feel I about capitalism? I say that, and then
0: Stella goes, no, but then you
2: wh- go, How do you feel about capitalism? I don't know. like that right now. Really? That? I
0: don't know. It's fine, I guess. I don't... It's working out what is your better preference? than the other no, ones. How
2: do you define it, though? You, that you, that you, is a different you, question. <laughs> you go, how do you
0: feel about capitalism? No, no, no. How do you define it?
1: How do you define capitalism, you, you you define capitalism versus the actual definition like, of it? You,
2: yeah, we don't need to know the exact definition... Because that's how somebody else defines capitalism.
1: This is capitalism. your personal philosophy on capitalism. Yeah. Philosophy capitalism is not my
0: idea. Regardless of what I think it is, there's a certain... You're...
2: It doesn't matter. How, how does do exist within
1: a capitalist society? How do you define capitalism? Everyone's looking it up. No, I'm texting just mom.
0: So... <laughs> okay, here's the problem with that question, I feel. I'm sorry. If you just say, how do you feel about it? I don't think it matters what I feel about it. Whether I th- I could have it completely skewed. Of it. I'm aware, but that doesn't gosh. mean that what I think of capitalism is capitalism.
2: It is to you. It's your personal it's, philosophy. The, the philosophy is, is deciding how you view the world and the parts of it that exist.
0: That's fine, but if it's a concept that someone else made, there's a given definition to, in my you mind.
2: you participate in, in com- er, capitalism? You Come here, hold on exist on. in capitalism, <laughs> you are an active member in capitalism, whether you want to be or not. That's what I'm saying. So how do you feel, of, or what is your definition of that? From your life experience, how you've experienced the society we live in, how would you define capitalism from your view? Not good. Not a fan. Why, though?
0: Nobel Prize. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, me personally, me personally, I don't see why there is the like poverty gap in America is so huge. And like the, the gap between poor people and rich people has been growing a lot bigger. And the 1% has been growing a lot smaller. I think there shouldn't be billionaires for one thing. You don't need that much money as personally as one person. That's way too much money for one person to have. If you have that stream of income, you should definitely be taxed enough that can be reimbursed into the economy. I'm not saying tax millionaires because they suck. I'm saying you don't need that much money as one person. That's why I don't really like Elon Musk because he has too much money for one person to have.
4: What's Elon Musk's philosophy?
0: I don't want to know. I don't want (laughs) to know.
1: He bought Twitter for like. Something Two, really bucks. Nice <laughs> Two <laughs> bucks. A nickel and a dime,
0: and he got Twitter. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't think the way capitalism exists in our society is very good.
0: Yeah, nickel and a dime. No, he's saying that it's not just a nickel and a dime. It's Thank you for that.
1: Billion dollars? $33 billion. <laughs> that's nothing. That's an insane amount of money for one <laughs> that's person that's to like
0: blow. That's like three nickels and a dime.
2: He ran his mouth, Yeah. and then they said, no, I'm sorry, you did this. Have to suffer, that, the that's exactly what happened. <laughs> they were like, and we're no, making you actually him suffer for us. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well,
1: what
4: if I don't want to, and they're like, Well, we're gonna take you to court, and you're like, well, gonna have you to buy it. And, like, well, and he was like, Oh, uh uh, uh-uh. too bad. So, I'm so gonna so like so actually cut all of you
0: guys. <laughs> Here, mm.
4: I'm actually the only person who runs Twitter now.
3: What do you guys think of Elon Musk? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like him. I think, <laughs> I, I, I like think. Space. I, I like cars. space. I think I, I think, think I like space.
4: Are, I think the electric cars are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: want a uh, Tesla truck.
4: What's your favorite Cybertruck rap? <laughs> what? I
0: like, like the know, Christmas one.
4: Like Cybertrucks?
0: Anyway, <laughs> we got to get back. This is like, you guys all yelled at me because I just <laughs> talked about my cousin from the Red Army. <laughs> what? When you're walking in, I guess you didn't hear that I part. You. No, you didn't. Not yelled. <laughs> I exaggerated, laughing. but... Like what are you talking about? Stop taking pictures. Anyway, I think. <laughs> Mr. Green, Mr. This
2: Green, is Green, why I was you getting mad earlier. As? Um, a system that is based off of supply and demand, and um, that is
0: the definition, though.
2: No, but just, just wait. Let him elaborate. Let him elaborate. My mistake. I'll give it a minute. <laughs> that, that it's become accepted that. That is the only way capitalism can be, which is not true, in my opinion. In my opinion, there is a way that supply, like, supply is currently being manipulated by anybody who owns stock. Simply because, like, people, It's it's, capitalism is a flawed system because it has been built on a flawed system that benefits very few. And to simply go back to zero and I, you guys aren't helping, I'm sorry, you're just distracting me because I can't get this all together. Yes, I um, get it. you up. But there's... Um, God, now I lost it completely. Um, That's sorry. what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's just that it's... it, it it is the the people who are vested in capitalism accept being passive as to make money. They they no longer look at capital. They don't see capitalism anymore. They don't have to see capitalism anymore because all they are doing is benefiting from it. And so, and in doing so, they refuse to accept the fact that people are being hurt by capitalism. And they refuse personal accountability for those people being hurt by capitalism. And they they hide under the idea that, well, with supply and demand, there's always going to be people that lose. And there's always going to be 20 people for a job, and one person or two people will get that type of job. What happens to the other 18 people? Well, that's not capitalism's problem. That's not capitalist's problem. But that inherently means you have to accept that people are going to potentially starve and die simply because that's how capitalism works. So, in a society where money is the only uh, only object above survival, you get to a point where you can't survive. Like, I, I think the problem with capitalism is that once you get to a certain benchmark within capitalism, you no longer have to actually participate in
0: capitalism. So, okay, here's my question then after yeah. all of that.
2: <laughs> after all that rambling. Yeah. Yes.
0: When you talk about it in that fashion, are you talking about like the textbook definition of capitalism or the bastardized version that we modern, are living?
2: Modern American capitalism like or modern global <laughs> capitalism after years and years of monopolizers who have exploited specific markets and I mean look at Disney basically and yes in some ways it, it benefits some members of their staff but basically writing laws in Florida specifically because they own the majority of property or stake income in that county in Florida Yes, at one point they stood stood up and say, you shouldn't be anti-abortion. Great. Look at all the other atrocities they have have written into the laws of that area that not just members of the Disney community have to deal with. So it's it's that's an easy an easy thing because it's very long standing and it's very deep seated. But at the end of the day, nobody there has to feel any sort of accountability. Half the time, most of the people that work there weren't the people that implemented those rules. They've just lived under them and they accept it, um, and then they don't think about it. So I, capitalism has become unconscious when it should, when any sort of form of society or any sort of form of economic idea should be conscious.
0: And I I agree with that. Here's the thing though. Yeah. Do you agree with like, if we were to get rid of all of the time that we spent making capitalism the way it is now, would you agree with it when it like first started and there was none of these loopholes, things that are like under like the agendas of these companies?
2: So capitalism or um, the U.S. economy was written and dictated by those, by those, those processes. Those. Okay. Like modern capitalism or modern the modern economy as we see it it was like William Hearst it was like the newspapers it was all of these people who um, basically had money, the Rockefellers were huge in it um, who like I don't think I don't think you can strip away any of these like modern ideas of corruption and that sort of stuff and come out with a capital like I don't think we were ever pure like our capitalism was ever pure in a way that benefits everybody because I don't believe capitalism at its root benefits everybody.
0: Okay.
2: I I that's that's kind of how it is. It's supplying demand. It's um you know people get to make a conscious choice of what products they use. Now you look at that and Amazon makes things so easy and in a lot of instances there might be stuff that you need right away not everybody can provide that service so amazon does so amazon gets bigger and then they start dictating everything they start stealing other people's other people's products that you know people start selling stuff on amazon amazon makes a cheaper version of that product and sells it drives that person out of business i i think the us economy started with monopolies and hasn't stopped Despite all right. the fact that we have trust-busting despite the fact that we have all these other things. No, I agree with that. But, um, did I let you even get out your like full question?
0: No, because that that adds on to it. Just <laughs> yeah. wait. Just wait. No. Hold on. No no, no. no, go ahead. So, <laughs> then, at that point, do you think that if we had, like, would you call it, I guess, because if, if we based it off of the way that capitalism was founded, the way that... Like you said, because I was unaware of a good deal of that stuff, I'm gonna be real with you. I guess not unaware, but I didn't put it together at the time. Mm -hmm. That's why I think the idea of defining it is important because the way that it was made, like whether you wanna, you know, kinda put the dumber down dumbed down version of how we think capitalism works, you know, supply and demand, whatever it is. The actual definition in my eyes is what you said. It's the capability to do all those things, which is why I thought it was important to get the definition correct. Because regardless of what I thought originally, which was not that, mind you, that's why I wanted to know that. I didn't think that my ideas were that important at the time.
2: But I, I want to know, as somebody who doesn't have all of the information that I have, I want to hear what you believe capitalism
0: at the time, what I thought capitalism was, was what you said, but then I just didn't think about all the bad parts of it. Okay. So the, I knew that there was monopolies in the past, you know, the Rockefellers, yep. all that type of stuff, but it just didn't occur to me that that was enforced in the actual creation of it. <laughs> that's, that's why I wanted to know the definition specifically, mm-hmm. because... There's always going to be things that I'm unaware of, and yeah, if I can no, get absolutely. the if I can get the roots oh, and, of it, that's what I'm looking philosophy for.
2: Philosophy is understanding your shortcomings and coming together and learning how other people see the world, and then building a new foundation of ideas based off of not just your own opinions and your own experience, but what other people have experienced as well. So that's why I I see now. The, okay. the, like... I don't think you're right. Part of it, like I feel like, questioning how other people are explaining how they feel about stuff, isn't should be at the root of of philosoph- philosophical discussion. Um, if you can add on to what somebody said, that's great. Um, then you know when they're done with their their idea, step in and add that onto it, or and then build off of that into your own ideas. But never never come back and go, I don't think that's right. Um, the questioning of it is good. I like that because that's that's asking me to elaborate on my own experience, so I can provide that to you in a more complete way for you. But um, this is just going forward. Whenever you get into that philosoph- philosophical talk, it's always yes and do the improv thing. Yes and, or if you need to completely change the subject, it's fine. But trying to discount somebody else's experiences is detrimental to. How you can learn through philosophy so just keep that in
0: mind I get that but then I also kind of have a different view on philosophy because I think okay. there are certain things that do have a definite answer and my whole idea is trying to figure those out and versus so,
2: so like your definition of what happens after we die or what happens like is related to what goes on in your brain
0: yeah
2: how do you know that that's inherently Or that you have all the information about it.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't. I think there's a definite answer at some point that everybody's trying to get to.
2: But what if their philosophy is if there there isn't a definite answer you're looking for?
0: I thought the whole thing of it was that you're trying to find the definite answer. No.
2: In fact, you're trying to find any answer you can based off of your experience. And learning how other people... Have different definitions of the same thing based off of their experience mm. builds and builds and builds and builds a giant tower of philosophy. So I um Plato's symposia is all a discussion from somebody who's a philosopher, somebody who's a just a regular, like a teacher, somebody who's a military person, all of these different people from all of these different ways of life and ways of thought, coming together to discuss what is love. Like, how would you define love? And each of those individual people have a completely different definition of how they would define love. But there are commonalities. And potentially those commonalities are based on how you grew up, what society you live in, that is influencing how you view love. But trying to find a way to separate that and just figuring out how you feel about one specific thing. Like I'd be interested to know how each of you, be, how each of you guys define connection. How do you define it, your connection within your own life and within your own experience?
1: Like love or connection? Just
2: connection. Just the, the idea of connection, not the, not the definition. Just the idea of connection as you've experienced it within your own life.
1: I think that connection at first is like an initial, like, it's like a spark, basically. Like, how well do you guys, like, get along? How well can you, like, match each other's personality? And then after a certain point, it gets to more of decisions and making a conscious effort to continue to connect with that person. You know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I think the idea of, like, love when you get married is you have to make the decision to compromise and you have to make the decision to stay like by your partner's side. So it's like you have to, connection is like choosing to continue to stay connected.
5: What's your connection? I agree a lot with
4: that definition but I also or like um, her viewpoint but I also feel like I have like one specific friendship that's very much like we continue to grow closer based on um, like the individual uh, um, like I guess what she said with like having a spark, um, like individual, I guess versions of a spark, where we just continue to find similarities, and because of that, our connection goes grows stronger. Um, so I do agree with like the idea that um, connect after a while becomes compromise, um, or I mean just general agreement. But I also think that there are some instances where connect really is how similar you are with another
5: person. What's the scope of your connection? Is it one person? Is it like I need people. I don't thrive without people. I need to connect. To I'm people. the same. Yeah. Otherwise, I like that. I would just absolutely topple in on myself and they're not like, and I need connections of all kinds. It's not just, you know, it's not just a romantic connection. It's not just friendship. It's just not family. Like, what is the scope of the connections that you're making? What is the scope? Is it a spark with everybody or is it something different? I wouldn't say it's a
4: spark with everybody because you're you're not going to find a spark with everybody. It's just how things are. I mean, I, I mean, anybody's welcome to pitch in on this, but I don't think it's possible to have a spark with everyone because there are some people that you really just genuinely – I feel like aren't meant to spark with. Um, And that's okay, you don't have to spark with everyone. Everybody is different. Um, But I feel like with people that you can, that you do find a spark with, it's important to build a connection based off of that spark. Whether it's like a a common interest or a common belief, um, I think that that connect is important. but it doesn't set the basis, I guess, for the entirety of the connection, if that makes sense.
2: Is connection always active?
4: No, I think connection can be passive.
2: So how, how can you be passive in a connection?
4: I think standing on like a general ground, if that makes sense. Like not, I don't know. I have to think about that one. But I don't think it has to be an active connection all the time.
0: I think it's kind of less of a spark that's just like an instant type of thing. I think it's more scaled. Because like, and the way that I would do this scale in my own head is I think about the ways that are the things that I like about certain people and the amount of things that I like about a certain people kind of decides my connectiveness towards them. Like for instance, I love my dad a lot. I can sit in the room with them and say not a single thing for like hours. And I will still like hanging out in that room with my dad, which is how the passiveness works because it's not the fact that we're constantly doing something that is like creating a spark. I just like certain attributes of that person, whatever it may be, and the amount of attributes that I like of that person kinda connect to how much I connect with them, which can allow passiveness, or it can allow um, activeness, I guess. Like, I like the fact that my dad doesn't say anything, because I'm also a quiet person sometimes. That's an attribute that I like. And it's not because there's a spark that's going on between that, it's just that I like the attribute.
4: If I could add on to that, I think one thing that I'm seeing, like in that description, is presence. Um, so I think now that I think about it, I think like a passive mm-hmm. connection is just presence in general. Um, like exactly what Kyle described. Like I can I can sit in a room with Evelyn and literally not say anything or do anything, and I wouldn't feel any different.
0: Yeah, but then if you're outside of the room, how would you feel? That's the problem. Because it can't just be. That's well, why even I'm. Even
4: outside of a room, I, I, I have a, a, an understanding that Evelyn is someone that I've connected with, and even being away from her isn't going to falter our connection.
0: That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's I don't think even being present with each other really means.
4: But in a pa- in a passive sense. Oh, in pa- Okay, yeah, if we're going I'm just, with I'm passive, just about passive.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Well, kind of because right now I still like my dad. I'm not near him. That's
4: what I'm saying. About, yeah, uh, yeah. Saying.
0: But the pres- But he's not present with me. Right, but, but still I'm still passive though. So
4: you just contradicted your own point.
0: How? Well, no, because passive just means that I'm not actively doing anything towards that. Right. Yeah. So if I'm just sitting here, I'm not like my dad's not here; he's not present. Right. But it's still passive that I enjoy him. Right. That's what I'm. So then, how does that contradict?
2: Because you just is it passive? Yeah. If you're making a conscious choice to.
4: Uh,
0: I'm not making a conscious choice.
2: You just said it was a you have, conscious you choice.
0: Have I meant I, I don't think I should have said that one.
2: Is, <laughs> not is conscious. Being able to change, say you just your dad says something or your dad doesn't say something and you get mad about it and it changes. Is your connection always active? Like, is there, Do you have you reached a point where now you will always like your dad regardless of of anything that he does? But that's, because it's passive. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, kind of. Well, when we say active what, or passive, what well, do, when, what, when I what I are we talking I about? That
2: broached the question. It was more like I gain a connection from the world beyond just what I interact with on a day to day experience through television, through podcasts, through media that I am not involved with, but I have a connection to. I have a connection to people I do not know at all because I listen to them. For hours a week or hours every couple of weeks is there a difference in connection between that as kind of a passive connection or a one-sided connection
0: oh I see what you're saying
2: or like if you're sitting in class do you feel connected with everybody in class because you have a shared experience of being in that class with them
0: Uh, no
4: yeah, I was gonna say I, I, yes and no. Like yes, you're experiencing the same thing, but no, you're not experiencing the same thing because you don't. You're not in their head. You don't know what they're thinking about in that moment. I feel like they're they could be off in a completely different place. Um, they might not even be fully conscious of like what's going on in the classroom. I think that um, even if it were just a one-sided connection, like you can't just assume that everybody is on the same. Pages you, even if they're in the same physical space as you. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. So, so knowing what the other person is thinking is, is part of what makes a connection to you. Or like having. Ha-
4: well, I think it's. I don't think it's knowing. I think it's like. I wouldn't say like the absence of knowing, but like you you don't know what they're thinking. So I I I don't think it's important to know exactly what they're thinking to form that connection but I think you can't just decide a connection I don't know you're playing mind games
0: that's so why breaking I, my brain that's why I said that I, I'm gonna add a little bit onto what I said before that I base it off of meaningful attributes I'm gonna put meaningful in there because mm. just attributes and then really put I, it in perspective are you playing Clash Royale?
1: no <laughs> she was
0: so if I'm in the way that I think of experiencing is just, like, being in the same area. Don't mind that. Being in the same area is something. Like, if we're all in the classroom, we're all experiencing being in the class. We're perceiving it differently, which I think is a different word. But I don't really care how they're experiencing it. They could be having – or perceiving it. They could be having just a horrible time, and I could still probably like them even though I'm having a good time inside of that class which is why I think the attributes is the main thing that I tie to. Because if we look, if you think that you like a person because of the same experiences they had, it's not that they had the same experiences. It's the way they perceive them, which is causing the attributes. Like, you know, someone coming back from war, they're going to have a different attribute than someone that had the same experience. Like, you know, I've... I've met some people that have gone to Afghanistan before and I like them a lot. They're like really great people. But then you also hear about other people that have had similar experiences and they're completely different people that I don't know if I would actually enjoy. And that goes with anything. I picked a really, really drastic one because it's easy to talk about drastic things like that. But even if it's like driving a car, like, oh, I like driving this car. Well, they don't. Okay, I still probably would like them. That's just what I think, though. with the ex- I don't really care about experiences. I think it's the attributes that are created from them.
2: Gotcha. Jose? <laughs> I, You've been quiet. Like, okay,
3: I think that the different types of connections that we talked about are, are created by different things. So, like, a passive connection could be just created by just similar experiences and, like... Being in a classroom, right? But then, an active connection. This could just be like something that occurred naturally, like like most of my friends, like I've known them for like a long time since we were little. But that'll happen naturally. Like I didn't really, I wasn't like, oh, you're my friend now. Like we just,
0: we have developed a friendship over time. And what caused that? What do you think caused the connection, specifically, if you could? I guess the, the similar experience. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I also said it was a scale at the beginning, because you're right, different uh, connectivity levels depend on like certain things, and I think the thing that it depends on is the amount of things that you like about a person. I think that's what initially creates it, though. But once...
3: That connection is created; it grows. Yeah, no, it can definitely yeah. grow. Whether it grows by whether sharing I mean, more similar experiences, or just what Stella was talking about—the presence of someone—and mm-hmm. there's just multiple factors that
0: attribute to that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not, that's yeah. It's co- in tandem of what I think as well. Yes? Oh, huh. no. My bad. Oh,
1: I agree with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my name's Kyle Marshall, and I approve that message. <laughs> you're sitting on something. What is it? No. No? No. You have the same face when you're yeah. thinking about something versus just not thinking, apparently. And not thinking. It's just not thinking, not, not thinking, <laughs> not thinking yeah, but like...
3: You look like you're yeah. going to say
0: something. Yeah, I mean, you have the same <laughs> posture and positioning of try when and you're trying... to
2: over my mouth when I don't want to
0: speak. Oh, it don't work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um.
0: And what, 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 what would uh, all this cover? Was that, I guess, technically love and free will? Because we started with free will and then it went to capitalism. Yeah, I went to you capitalism. Guys started
2: death. You guys, started what happens after you die? Yeah. yeah,
0: but then we we severed that completely yes. to a new question. This was all yeah. a. Sl- oh, I thought, you were,
2: I thought you were. going oh. recapping all the topics you went
0: over. No, Sorry. I mean we could, because honestly, I I probably yeah. have gotten lost at this point yeah, if I wasn't I'm talking. Yeah, i a bit lost too. It. So originally we went from death. To love and then not love, apparently, and then freedom. Wait, to love or not love? No, we went from love, and then it slithered into free will. And then they kind of... slithered. Yeah, slithered. And then they kind of mashed together. There was a whole capitalism thing. Yeah, cap. don't worry about that. That was the free will segment. <laughs> the capitalism part was free will. That's true. Because okay. we're talking about how that affects it. And
3: then love.
0: Yeah. Connection. Connection. Okay. Yeah. Do we want another question, I guess? Because we kinda we made a pretty to
1: go home.
0: Yeah? What time is it? It's five Five. eleven. (laughs) Good lordy. How much time have we put into this? An hour and twenty minutes. Golly. Plus
3: the thirty wasted minutes. Yeah, don't
0: talk about that one. (laughs) All right. I guess do you guys want to close it up then?
3: I think we should close it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, you're just closing up a new tab. Oh, my bad. Closing up a tab. Thanks for listening. A new tab. Go closing? get
1: a library card from Barrett Memorial Library. Yeah,
0: we're closing. A to close up. Tab. Opening a new tab. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye.